0: Happy Thanksgiving! Welcome to Adorned Podcast. This is episode 81, and we are starting our series of Advent.
1: Hi friends, and welcome to the Adorned Podcast. We're your hosts, Erin and Casey. We would love for you to come join us each week as we discuss what it means to be made beautiful by God's Word. Whether you are a college student walking to class, a mom folding laundry during nap time, or a boss babe sitting in rush hour traffic. We hope that we can encourage and inspire you to pursue a deeper understanding of the Bible.
0: So it feels funny to like talk about Christmas on Thanksgiving, although you might not be listening to this on Thanksgiving. Right.
1: Yeah. Probably
0: not. Probably not. Probably not. But we hope
1: you had a good Thanksgiving anyway.
0: (laughs) How was your Thanksgiving?
1: (laughs) Oh, that's hilarious! Because we are literally recording this on October twenty fourth, <laughs> and I was thinking about that this morning as I was thinking about this episode. I was like, we could pretend that we had been through Thanksgiving, but no. Today is Cadence's tenth birthday. That's
0: crazy! You're a mom of a ten year old.
1: I have a ten year old. I feel so old. Like it's so <laughs> weird. It's so like a weird.
0: Another season of parenting you're about yeah,
1: to. Yeah, I know the teenage years, preteen mm-hmm. and teenage years. I don't know that I'm ready for it, but ready or not, here it comes, I guess. Here it
0: comes. I guess. Ready or not.
1: Okay, so Advent. Did you grow up celebrating Advent?
0: We did. So we went to a small... just Bible church. Growing up, every pretty much everyone besides our family was over the age of eighty. <laughs> and when I say everyone, there was like maybe a hundred people. So it was a very small church. It's kind of funny that my parents landed there. it um, it's kind of funny. Yeah, it grew and there started to be more kids. But I remember loving Advent. Like we did the candle lighting and we did the liturgy, and they asked a different family each week to come up and do that week's advent and I remember we got asked and I got to read and like take the it was like one of those candle lighters that are like six feet long long gold things yeah and I was like (laughs) wow and I still remember don't remember exactly what the passage was that I was reading but I got to do the like call and response and it somehow talked about like a flock of sheep and I kept thinking I was gonna mess it up and say a bad word and I was like so nervous (laughs) (laughs) because I was like 10 or something I don't know but we did we did that and then just like at home on the personal level we did um we didn't do necessarily like structured advent based around but the bible or anything like that but we did like daily we would have a fun little calendar that my mom Mm -hmm. would do and sometimes it would say things like make cookies and then sometimes it would say things like uh bring a neighbor cookie or just like different things that were they didn't all have to do with cookies (laughs) i'm just thinking about (laughs) cookies right now on her
1: mind (laughs) but we
0: that's kind of how we did advent and we we always did this um it was kind of fun we had like a kind of like a manger and there was like a bunch of hay on the side. And anytime we showed Jesus like we're kind to our siblings or did something thoughtful, my mom would say, go put some of the hay in, Aww, in Jesus's manger. That's and so, cute. so we, we did like, that was so kind of cute. how we celebrated. What about you?
1: We of course celebrated the meaning of Christmas. Mm-hmm. Like it was all about Jesus and everything, but we didn't necessarily um, do Advent per se, a structured, structured like daily thing. Um, we were at a Southern Baptist church and it just really wasn't something that, um, we did. Mm -hmm. I always kind of associated it with like a Catholic thing. Um, and so the last few years, like, so I always thought Advent was, Um, kind of just celebrating like the real meaning of Christmas and Mm -hmm. when Jesus came as a baby and all that. I just recently in the last couple of years, um, learned like the real meaning Mm -hmm. of of Advent and Advent, if you're not familiar with it, like I really wasn't, um, it's traditionally the four Sundays leading up to Christmas and it means coming. I think they, I think it's Latin and Mm -hmm. it means coming and, um, it is to, kind of remember and, um, I don't know, really feel that anticipation, like what the Israelites felt before the incarnation. And then also what we feel now waiting for Jesus's second coming. Mm. Um, and so the last couple of years, last year in particular, I just really kind of sat in that, like that waiting and really kind of like focusing on what that, like, and I think that's what Advent is supposed to be. It's not just celebrating that Jesus came as a mm-hmm. baby um, at Christmas, but it is thinking about what that means for us. It's yeah. thinking about how the Israelites felt in that intertestamental period, which is the time between the Old Testament and the New Testament when they were waiting and yeah. waiting and waiting and in turmoil. It is what we're waiting for now for Jesus to return. And um, it's also really interesting to me because last year I really realized how neat Christmas is that it's in the darkest time mm-hmm. of the year ah. because I am a sun girl like I love me some summer yeah. because I'm so happy when it's light outside till nine o'clock at night. Like I like sunshine. And so when it's getting dark at like 5 p.m. Mm -hmm. in December, like I struggle with like depression and like, just like I can't keep my energy up. Mm -hmm. And last year it, it dawned on me. I was like, you know, how cool is it that God sent his son, the light of the world mm. in the darkest time of the year. And we have that to look forward to and that to anticipate. Mm. And so, um, yeah, I, I really like celebrating Advent now and realizing like the true meaning behind Uh, why we celebrate it and so it had me thinking I was listening to a few different podcasts about it and it just had me thinking about like waiting and what waiting means and um, why it's important for us to practice waiting and how like our culture is really really bad at waiting thanks Mm -hmm. Amazon Prime Mm -hmm. Um, but I myself like I am really really bad at this like if I don't get lab results back from the doctor if anybody has to have like blood work done or anything Mm -hmm. if it's not stat if they don't put stat on it i'm like throwing <laughs> a fit like i am the world's worst at waiting um and it's it's cool because god's brought some really like good songs into my life recently i love music if you know me you no, mm-hmm. I love music. And one is actually one that Aaron sent me um, back in the winter when I was just going through some waiting. And it's, um, is it Christine? It's mm-hmm. Christine, right? Christine yeah. DeMarco. It's called Take Courage. And then also a local artist, uh, his name's Blaise Reculia. He has a song called As We Wait. And those are both about waiting. And they have just been super helpful to me. But I guess, like, why is it important that we learn to be good at waiting? And um, I think it grows our faith. And it also humbles us because it takes away control and makes Mm -hmm. us rely on the Holy Spirit more. Mm -hmm. And I also like how Jen Wilkin, if you've done any of her Bible studies, she tells you to not cheat. And she says, like, don't look at the commentary, don't Google um, the, the scripture that you're reading, like sit in it, like take to take some time to sit with the scripture and let the Holy Spirit like speak to you Mm. and wait to get the answers. Yeah. And she was talking on knowing faith when I was listening to a podcast about this, she was talking about how like there is just something about that waiting. Like we need to learn to be better at waiting. Mm. So those are just some of my thoughts about waiting and Advent and what the season, like um, what God has taught me through the past couple of seasons um, as we celebrate Advent.
0: As you, as you, I really like the word anticipation that you keep saying. And, and as you like try to work on that, do you have any like practical ways? So people are like, okay, I get what you're saying. I understand it's a waiting, but like, what do I, how do I make myself in a position of anticipating Christmas? Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, it does make sense. I, Uh, You know, Jen was talking about this a little bit on Knowing Faith when they did the Advent um, show last year. It was on the Incarnation. And she was talking about ways to kind of feel this. Mm -hmm. And um, she was specifically talking about, I think she was saying, you know, backing off of like Amazon Prime. and And that sounds crazy. Like it sounds like why would you do that? But she was talking about different ways for us to just Feel the anticipation mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. feel the weight. I think like you were talking about like the calendars and stuff. Like I think that's the purpose mm-hmm. of like an advent calendar and even the candles, like I was uh I think I think Jen was talking about it, but then I was also reading Noelle Piper has a book mm-hmm. out called Treasuring God in Our Traditions. And she was talking about it in her book too, like um when you light the candles each Sunday, seeing, you know, one candle burn further yeah. than the others and just Having these um, visual things to help help you anticipate leading mm. up to Christmas, because I think it is a little bit harder because as adults, like when you're a kid, I think, you feel that anticipation because you're all excited. You're excited about the family getting together. You're Mm -hmm. excited about gifts. You're, you know, you feel that anticipation more, but I think as adults, sometimes Christmas, um, the Christmas season comes with a lot of stress. Mm -hmm. And so we might not feel that anticipation as much because we're just like ready for it to be over Mm -hmm. with sometimes. Mm -hmm. Um, And so like, I think purposely doing things, counting down the days, looking at those candles, lighting the candles with your kids and talking about it, and maybe even somewhat like fasting Mm -hmm. from different things. I think it was Kyle on Knowing Faith that said during Advent season last year, he took Fridays as a no screen day Mm -hmm. um, because Friday is typically his day to be on his phone a lot, to, um, you know, be on social media Mm -hmm. or whatever. And so he cut that out so he could feel that um that kind of missing piece and
0: that yeah. waiting and yeah. that longing for something that's a good idea so yeah, yeah that's a really good answer I feel like for me right now I feel like anticipation I mean I feel like it's like the last month of pregnancy yeah like you
1: have some very major much anticipation.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like that's why I was like thinking like oh wow if I wasn't pregnant like how yeah. would I feel yeah. anticipation But I think that's, that's um, the best analogy I can think of is leading up like that, you know, like they say, like every month has 30 or 31 days, except the last month of pregnancy has like 700 days. And so I feel like I am like sitting and God is like teaching me a lot about waiting and anticipation. And, and even before that, I mean, if you know us and you know a bit of our story, it, um, we struggled with. Trying to have another baby for about four years, and so that was a lot of waiting and a lot of kind of like you were saying, like sure, the Israelites was intertestament period was like four hundred years, and I yes. was four, yes. so not exactly the Can same. Can you
1: imagine four hundred years? No. I was thinking about that. Well, I mean, week. that's
0: lifetimes. Like that's it's lifetimes like four of people or not five yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, crazy. But I just think, like, in that, I try to put myself back in that place and wh- where, you know, God's answer to our prayer was that, you know, he is, has blessed us with another child. And But during that four years, like, just reminding myself of what was I anticipating? Was I anticipating getting what I wanted? Was mm-hmm. I anticipating, was I waiting in the fact that, you know, God is good and whatever he decides to give us is good? And am I finding... My hope in the gifts or am I putting my hope in the giver of the gifts? And, and so I think whether you're in a season of waiting or maybe you're not currently in a season of waiting, just reminding ourselves that no matter what, we are all ultimately waiting. Like what you said, Casey, is we are all waiting for Jesus to come back. Mm -hmm. And so we do need to remember that our hope cannot be in you know, an ease or comfort or peace or solution to our problem. But our, our hope and our anticipation is in Christ Mm -hmm. and not in anything else.
1: Yeah. It's in that God is good. Yeah. I mean, no matter what the outcome, like we have to believe that he will be faithful. Um, to bring to completion what he promised. Mm-hmm. Like the Israelites, yeah, they had this 400 years of waiting and anticipation, but they were very expectant because yeah. they knew that God would do what he said he was going to do. Right. And we can live with that same expectancy knowing that God will do what he said he's yeah. going
0: to do. And that's a really good point because that doesn't mean that like God never promised me I was going to have another baby. No. I never promised you know, this person that there will be healed from their earthly sickness or God never promised that you'd have that house that you want. And so that's not the point, but God promised he'd be with you through it. Mm-hmm. And like, that's the promise that mm-hmm. we have to rely on. And the promise that he will ultimately come and make all things new, which we'll get to more yes, in this series. Yes. So we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. Yeah. But I think it's a good place to, for us uh-huh. to start is yeah. reminding like Advent is not about x y and z or you know specifically lighting a candle or doing this specific thing but it's truly about that hope and that waiting in this season of that god will do what he says he will do in the the work of jesus yeah yeah that's good awesome
1: so a little bit of an explanation of where we're going with this
0: yes so we briefly talked about it on on last week's resource episode if you had a chance to listen to that but Casey and I thought it would be really neat for us to kind of walk through, not just the steps leading up to Jesus's birth. I think sometimes we focus so far in when we think about Mm -hmm. Christmas that we will, you know, just do Luke one and two, or just walk up to when the shepherds heard about Jesus or, you know, zone in, which is great. That's a wonderful thing, but there's a lot of places already doing that. So what we thought we would do is we would zoom way out and, and just kind of look at what is... Christmas mean in in light of scripture? Casey, you said it in a really pretty way. Will you say that again? I think that's similar to how
1: I said it. I said, what what does Christmas look like in light of scripture as a whole, the whole story of scripture, the creation, fall, redemption, glorification? What does Christmas mean in each part of that?
0: Yes. So we're going to spend a week talking about each of those. and, And our heart behind this was kind of to just like we said remind ourselves of what is the point of advent and and put our hope in that but we also you know we are big fans of biblical literacy and we just think that sometimes we might be missing parts of the story because we're so zoned in on one part of the story mm-hmm. yeah. and so even as we're preparing for this i was realizing like well i've never thought about christmas in light of that or like the mm-hmm. passages that jesus is telling the disciples all of scripture is pointing to me yeah. Yeah. and like that's that's why we're doing this because all of scripture is pointing to Jesus. And so we can't just take, you know, Jesus's birth outside of the story of Jesus and say, this is what Christmas means. The rest of it doesn't have any meaning on Christmas because that's not true. There is no this part and not this part. It's all one grand story. So it's going to be, um, Kind of a high level, not high level. Yeah, I think that's what it's called. Not high level no. as in like smarts, right, but like right. high level as like in like zoomed out. Zoomed out. Of, yeah, yeah, yeah. because yeah. we only have four weeks and we have only one week to talk about each of these, yeah. you know, creation, fall. and um, But we will point back to some previous episodes that mm-hmm. might be helpful as we go that you can go back and listen to and then, you know, some other good resources that we think would be helpful. Yeah. One of the books that was really helpful in preparing for these episodes is the drama of Scripture, and um, we've heard, talked about it a few times on the podcast before. But it does a really good job of this this whole biblical theology of this meta narrative of Scripture, and it's reminding us, like we said, why we're doing this this style of Advent. And, and what he says in this book is that the Bible provides us with the basic story that we need in order to understand our world and to live in it as God's people. So that's kind of, in summary, what we're trying to do. Yeah. What does it look like for us to live out Christmas mm-hmm. as God's people? And understand what that means on our lives and how we relate to others and how we relate to God. Um, We need the whole story of scripture in order to do that Mm -hmm. faithfully.
1: Knowing the whole story of scripture just changes so much. I remember when we went through the Angie Smith seamless study Mm -hmm. a couple of years ago. It just it rocked my world like to see the whole story put together Mm -hmm. as one and how everything points back to Jesus it changed a lot for yeah. me. Yeah. So I really do encourage you if you haven't um, really looked at the story of Scripture as a whole, um, this book that Erin has, The drama, drama of Scripture, is good. The Angie Smith Seamless Study is good. There are several it's good a Nancy resources. Guthrie one. That's really good too. Another good thing that, I mean, this is actually Angie Smith, she says it in Seamless. Reading through a children's storybook Bible, like Mm -hmm. the Jesus storybook Bible, like reading through it, that gives you a wonderful overview of scripture because Mm -hmm. it's just so important to see the story as a whole instead of little individual stories. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's really good. So we're starting with creation, naturally. Um, and we're, what we're going to do with the flow of these episodes is going to be a little bit different than we normally do. Normally we walk through verse by verse through a passage, but for the effect of this series, we thought it would be um, more helpful to kind of briefly discuss the, um, that, I don't know, you I don't want to say time period, but that like section that we're talking yeah, about creation. Yeah. And then we'll go into some scripture to kind of answer some questions about that and how it relates to Jesus. So I've um, mentioned on here the book Gospel Fluency. I think he does, uh, Vanerstadt Stilt does a really good job of just like summarizing these these different four categories when thinking of, of the, the Bible as one story. So I'm just going to read real fast what he says about um, creation. It's just a, about a paragraph. So he says, in the beginning God, that's how the story begins, with God. God eternally existing in community, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. One God, three persons, existing in perfect unity, nothing else existed. In the beginning, God created by his word. He created the heavens and the earth out of nothing, and he spoke it, and it all came into being. God's word brought about God's work. So that's kind of where we're going to start, yeah. Um, yeah. which I think is a really great place to start. We're all on the same playing field. We talked a ton about this. If you want to go back and listen to our Genesis mm-hmm. series, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. We have a whole episode on just that first little mm-hmm. verse in the Bible. So we have a whole episode on that if you want to go back and listen to that. But for the sake of today, let's start with what what was going on before God created the world. So
1: for this, I think we can go to John seventeen twenty four, and it says, Father, I desire that they also whom you have given me may be with me where I am to see my glory that you have given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. Mm -hmm. So what does this mean? That he obviously was there. (laughs) He was there before the foundation of the world. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, it's a hard thing for us to grasp. It's a hard thing for us to grasp that like Jesus was there Mm -hmm. from the, or the son, which we'll Mm -hmm. talk a little bit more about. Jesus and
0: the son and that yeah. terminology later, but he was there yeah. before the foundation of the world. Because as he said in gospel fluency, it's the triune God that yes. was existing in perfect unity and harmony and community. And so I think we have this, um, this kind of thought process that cause, because it's God, the father, God, the son, that somehow God, created because we think of earthly, right? Mm -hmm. Like earthly father, Mm -hmm. earthly son. And we'll talk about that a little bit more, but we just want to make sure we start out with the idea that before anything was created, there was God, which included Mm. God, the father, God, the son, Son, and God, the Holy Spirit Existed eternally. Yes.
1: Another good resource, um, to look at when you're talking about like Christology is kind of is is the word for like what scripture says about Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. But um, an, a good resource is like the Nicene Creed because it talks a lot about like who Jesus is um, and it takes scripture and it kind of. Puts the whole of Scripture into an easy to understand creed, if that makes any sense yeah. at all. But they yeah. talk about it on the Knowing Faith episode, um, the Christology episode, and then the Incarnation episodes. Both are really good. But the Nicene Creed is a good place um, if you want to see a little bit more about like um, what we believe about Jesus being not made. He was begotten, which mm-hmm. a lot of times we think means made, but right. it doesn't. In the right. Bible, it doesn't mean that. It means he eternally existed
0: yeah with God the Father I think we talk about that a little more with one of our yeah one of our verses later too
1: so how do we know that the son we talked about how the son was present before the foundation mm-hmm. how do we know he was present
0: actually at creation so I was kind of surprised at how many verses talked about I this
1: no I was like very pleasantly surprised yeah yeah me it's too always neat to see like that confirmation yeah you know, just over and over yeah so let's start all the way back at the beginning So Genesis, um, God said in Genesis 126, let us make, wait, hang on. Yeah, let us, sorry, (laughs) let us make man in our image after our likeness. Um, So previously we see how God says, let there be, let there be, let there be. But now he says, let us make Mm. which is really cool and he's talking to the son and Mm -hmm. the spirit Mm -hmm. and I liked this a lot we talked about Ann Voskamp a little bit last week and Erin was talking about how like artistic her words are and stuff and this is um out of unwrapping the greatest gift she says but what about when God dreamed up the very best at the very last God did not say, let there be, as he had for everything else. When he dreamed up a face like yours, his voice filled with the greatest love, and he smiled, let us make human beings. Mm. God the Father gathered close with God the Son, Jesus Christ, and God the Holy Spirit, and all the glory of the Trinity gathered close when they imagined the masterpiece of you. And God in three persons scooped a handful of dust together and knelt down, and together they kissed warm life into God's children with the breath of his love. Oh. I love that. Mm-hmm. It's just a really pretty picture. And it's just um, saying, you know, God invited the son and the Holy Spirit into this yeah. making
0: of humans. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. That's really cool. I think it's a it's a good reminder, too, because we don't always think about that. Like, at least personally, I tend to, like, categorize them. Like, God, the Father was at creation. Right. Jesus, I think about, you know, birth or Easter or uh-huh. whatever. And yeah. Then spirits kind of like floating around (laughs) hovering over the (laughs) waters yeah (laughs) so i like tend to like separate them so that's a good reminder and in drama of scripture he's he's talking about a similar thing and um i think this is a good point for us to kind of talk about for a minute he says that when we come to know god's saving work um we think of jesus because that's who we meet first we think of jesus as our savior and redeemer But God, including Jesus, is still the creator of all that was or is or shall be and is the one eternal Lord God. So so how do we kind of balance remembering like we met Jesus as our savior, but that he still is creator and he still is at the right hand of God. And as we'll learn through this series, like he is in all of it. So how how do we balance understanding and like what does that even mean to us that he was there? Why does it? I think it just gives us a bigger
1: picture mm-hmm. of who Jesus is. And we'll talk about a little a b- little bit later what this means for right. us. Um but that like Jesus or the son was not God's plan B. Like mm-hmm. he's always been, he always will be. Um and also sometimes we tend to think of Jesus in his humanity, and we forget his divinity, and I think this is just a reminder of his divinity and reminder that he is God.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's actually a perfect transition to our next passage, John 1, 1 through 4. I know this is one of your favorites, so I'm gonna let you read this one. It
1: is. I can say it in Latin.
0: Oh, don't, because I won't <laughs> know what you're saying. <laughs>
1: okay. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. Like Aaron said, this really is one of my favorite passages, and I really wanted to read r- 1 through 18 for sure, if yeah. not the whole first <laughs> chapter. So go go and read
0: it sometime this week, because it's good. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's a good action point. Read all of John 1. Yeah. Um, I think th- this is exactly what you were just talking about, that you know, that we were just talking about, is that, well, first of all, we have to acknowledge that when he's saying the word, we're talking about Jesus. Jesus, yep. Because um, that's not automatically known. Right. Um, right. But he's talking about Jesus here, and it's exactly what you were just saying, like that Jesus is god and jesus mm-hmm. was with god mm-hmm. which is a little bit confusing so wordage confusing. but yeah. i mean it's in line with what we believe about the trinity Absolutely, like he is yeah. with and, mm-hmm. he is he is, yes. and he is a part of and he is um but it echoes the language of genesis one mm-hmm. in the beginning mm-hmm. just like we talked about in the beginning god created and now we're saying in the beginning jesus was there mm-hmm. and they would have recognized that like the readers would have caught oh this is the same Oh, yeah, Genesis. for sure. Because
1: they probably had that memorized. Yeah. Um, which has been really neat because the reason I know this in Latin <laughs> is because we <laughs> we memorize this in CC um, in one of our cycles. The kids the first semester memorize it in English mm-hmm. and then the second semester they memorize it in Latin. And then this year they're memorizing Genesis one, uh. a big chunk of it, not all of it, but a big chunk of it. And it is cool to see yeah. that parallel and to hear that they're yeah. not doing Genesis in Latin. They just did John in Latin, but, um, it is so cool to make those connections mm-hmm. and
0: yeah, it's just really neat. Yeah. So we've been going through Hebrews at church and ever since that first week, this passage has just been replaying in my mind. And it, so it naturally just came up in this uh, series, but w- Hebrews 1, uh verses one through three says, Long ago at many times and many places, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets, but in these last days he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed the heir of all things. And then this is the part that specifically applies to what we're talking about. Through whom he, through whom he also created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by his word of his power. After making purifications for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. So this has a little bit more than just creation that we're talking Mm -hmm. about here. This also includes what he did, you know, what he accomplished on earth and where he is now. So we'll probably come back to this passage as Mm -hmm. we go through this series. But um, it, it it's reminding us that through whom he created the world. So just more scriptural evidence of Jesus's work and power in creation.
1: Jen Wilkin actually said on the episode I was listening to earlier of Knowing Faith, she said that Hebrews is actually her favorite place to go Mm -hmm. when studying Christology. A lot of people go to John, which if you had asked me, where do you want to go to learn about Jesus? I would have said John, which that's not inaccurate. She was just saying her favorite place is Hebrews. Mm -hmm. And then we're also going to talk about Colossians a little bit. Um, And on Knowing Faith, I like how they kind of broke it down. They said that Colossians is kind of more of a systematic approach to Mm -hmm. who Jesus is and Hebrews is more of that like biblical theology approach Mm -hmm. um like we've been talking about like who is Jesus in light of the whole narrative of scripture and then John is kind of both combined it's just a good kind of summary so that that's the way you can kind of look at these three different books that talk about Mm -hmm. who Jesus is um so speaking of Colossians, this part actually does cover kind of the whole meta-narrative um, with Jesus. It says this is Colossians fir, uh, one, first. Colossians first. <laughs> Colossians the first. Colossians 1, 15 through 20. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. the blood of his cross. I kept dreaming about the word preeminent last night. I, know. <laughs> <laughs> I texted Aaron that this morning. I was like, Oh my gosh.
0: <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. I think this is a great passage to sit in. If you're, if you're like, I don't want to read John one, which I don't know why you wouldn't, but if you don't want to, this would be my <laughs> other encouragement is to just sit in these five verses, um, over the next week until we come back, um, for next week's episode. But it's just truly describing to us who Jesus is and that's not just who he was at Christmas or that's not just who he was on the cross that's all of this all of it he's the image of the invisible God and the first thing that we need to just kind of break down is that firstborn of all creation because this I don't know if you caught it you might have just read right over Mm -hmm. it but it's very easy to take that little phrase and think oh firstborn then he He was was born born. right but what I read um, in some commentary. I found really helpful. He was saying that, um, let's make sure I read the right part. Okay, it it says, it would be wrong to think in physical terms here as if Paul were asserting that the Son had a physical origin or was somehow created, which is actually a heresy, rather than existing eternally as the Son with the Father and the Holy Spirit in the Godhead. So, what what he Paul actually had in mind was that he, he had the rights and the privileges. This this firstborn idea doesn't mean much to us now. But in the original context, what he was saying is that um that he has he has the same uh standing, I guess you could say, as a firstborn son as far as the, all the rights and privileges of the father. Right. Be
1: the heir to yes, the Yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: Kind yeah. of like a monarch who yeah. would be under that same sovereign rule.
1: Yeah. When you said heresy, it made me laugh because I actually wrote this down. JT said it on Knowing Faith earlier. I'm always writing down JT quotes because he just (laughs) has the best. He said, heresy is destructive, not for your mind, but for your life. Oh. (laughs) And... Wow, oh, that's just so good because, I mean, we talked about a lot about how heresy a lot of times stems from someone interpreting the Bible mm-hmm. wrongly. So once again, that just, that's why like Bible literacy is so important. So you can catch that heresy because it doesn't just mess up your mind, but it it can
0: affect the way you live. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah, I think this is a good... Place, and we're not trying to sound like this is obvious because I don't know if I would have known even a couple of years ago, if you would have asked me like, where was Jesus before he came to earth? I oh, don't know yeah. if I would have been able to answer mm-hmm. that. Um, even the question of like, where is Jesus now? Like these are things that, that we learn through walking process. through mm-hmm. yeah. scripture. And, yeah. and that's really, I mean, you can learn it in other ways, but the best way to learn it is walking through scripture. Mm-hmm. And we see here that Jesus didn't just come into existence at Christmas. Mm-hmm. Like he wasn't just, Born, he was human. In his human nature, was born at Christmas. Yeah. Yes, but he has existed. Mm-hmm. Is basically the point yep. that we're trying to make through yes. all these all these passages.
1: Okay, so we've been kind of using the terms Jesus and Son of God. Like the Ann Voskamp thing I read used the term Jesus and not mm-hmm. the Son of God, mm-hmm. and um, we've been using those kind of interchangeably. But let's talk a little bit about about the trinity (laughs) this could go on for hours so we have a whole episode (laughs) on the trinity so we'll point you back to that but let's talk a little bit about the difference between like when we say the son of god was present at creation versus like jesus in Mm -hmm. his incarnation
0: yeah so i think that's basically the difference kind of what we were just talking about is that jesus's human nature was not present at Creation. I'm trying to make sure I say the right phrases. Um, But he, as the son of God, was was present. um, But this is interesting because different people have different beliefs on this. And maybe we'll talk about this when we get to the glorification episode. But some people believe that his human body is in heaven now. And some people believe that it's not his human body.
1: Yeah, I've heard different things about that, too. So So that's kind of interesting. But as
0: far as what we're talking about for this episode, I think it's just good for us to note that. Jesus, as he was on earth, mm-hmm. both 100% God and 100% human, yes. is not in the same form, form, yeah, as he was at creation. Yeah. His 100% yeah. Godness was, yes. but the 100% humanness was
1: not. Yes, and John 1:14 says, "And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as." Uh, Glory as of the only son of the father full of grace and truth. So that's saying when he became flush at yes. Christmas yes. is when that happened. Um, and I'm going to point you once again, the incarnation episode on knowing faith talks about it in detail. And it's so, so good.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, we'll probably reference that a lot when we get to the yes, redemption episode. Yes, it's series. very,
1: very good. So, what does all this mean for us? I mean, why why do we even care? We talked about it a little bit at the beginning of the episode, but mm-hmm. let's kind of circle back around. Why do we, why
0: do we even care that the son of God was present at creation? That's a great question. I think Um, I think there's a few reasons we obviously want to be growing to be more like Jesus And one way that we do that is understanding Mm -hmm. who Who Jesus is. is. And so in order for us to be more like him, we have to know all of who he is, not just who he was as a eight pound, six ounce baby Jesus. Um, so that's, that's kind of the first thing that comes to mind. What about you?
1: So I was reading an article by Al Mohler about this and I'm going to, um, I'm going to read this quote. He says that the incarnation of Jesus at Christmas, was not plan B. Christmas is not God's second plan. Before He created the world, God determined to save sinners through the blood of His own Son. The grand narrative of the Bible points to this essential truth God determined to bring glory to Himself through the salvation of people redeemed and purchased by His own Son, the Christ. Bethlehem and Calvary were essential parts of God's plan from the beginning before the cosmos was brought into being as the son obeyed the will of the father in creation. So just a reminder that it's not a plan B that God was, God has always been and will always be sovereign over all. He, he knew what he was doing. He knew what was going to happen and Christmas was not a, um, a plan B for, oh, these people sin. So now I have to do this. Yeah. Like it was his plan from the very beginning.
0: That's a really good point. I feel like the whole episode could be about that. Like that's a really mm-hmm. good reminder for people is that this is not a plan B. This isn't God going, oops. No. This, now this what? This is his plan from, yeah. from the beginning. Yeah. I think too, like reminding ourselves that when God created the world, he created it and he said it was good. Mm-hmm. Um at that point in creation, he knew he was going to send Jesus, everything like you're saying. But at that point, it, it wasn't required. It wasn't necessary yeah. because sin hadn't entered. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about that more next week. But I think yep. in order to really gr- feel the weight of next week's episode, we have to first understand that what God created was good. Mm-hmm. And that um, he says it was very good. And he, he God dwelt with his people. He walked with them, it says. And and that's how God designed it. He designed it for it to be a place where he communes with his people and that um, they live in harmony and community and love like he had existed within the Trinity. And so we have to have that kind of mindset um, before we head into the fall mm-hmm. episode next yeah. week to understand the way to the fall, but also to understand Christmas because we won't really understand the way, what Jesus is trying to accomplish mm-hmm. and bring us coming, back to. Yeah. Um, and then I think, the final way that I think this applies to us is I'm going to pull this again from gospel fluency because he just says it well when he's talking about creation and and what does that have to do with us he says that the questions who am I and why am I here are not meant to be answered outside of what God says and what God does before we go any further ask yourself who or what do I do do I look to do I trust in do I depend on for my worth and what he's saying here is that God created us you know and Jesus had a part in that. Mm-hmm. And so who we are and and what we do and the c- struggles we wrestle with as we try to figure that out is to be answered in light of who God mm-hmm. is. Yeah. And so when we look to creation and we look to this story of the Bible, that's where we bring our questions of like who am I and what am I supposed to do and what is my purpose? And so what does this specific part of creation Mean for us, it means that we have a God that longs to dwell with us and that we can come to Him for our purpose mm-hmm. and for the reason where we mm-hmm. were created, and so I think um, that's kind of what I'm taking away for what this means for that's us. Good. That's
1: good. So next week we will be talking about dun dun dun.
0: (laughs) Always yet. The fall.
1: The fall, not the fall season, but the fall of man. The fall season. When when sin entered the world. So you can read Genesis 3 if you want to prepare a little bit. And we will uh, see you, not see you. We will talk to you. We'll hear you. You will hear us. (laughs) You will hear us back here next week.
0: If you've enjoyed this episode please feel free to subscribe and leave a review on itunes and most importantly share with a friend the beautiful music that you've heard on this
1: episode today is by the incredibly talented katie Cobbs.